Hi, and thanks for joining me. Welcome to another episode of Business and Legal Q&A Live. I'm your host, Peter Lamont. Today is June 30th. Cannot believe June is over, 2015. And we are here today to um, answer a legal question that is something that is is um, actually very complicated, and it's a very good question. Now, it deals with a default judgment and a, uh, a potential threat from someone who uh, has, in theory, a verbal contractual agreement with another person. So we're going to get to that in a second. But before I answer that question and, um, and go over it in detail, I just want to thank today's sponsor. Now, I just want to say this. Typically, we do not have sponsors who are individuals sponsoring the show. Um, but this individual contacted me and we spoke and um, I feel for this guy and uh, basically what has happened to him is he's had an eye injury and he needs to raise money to actually have the surgery and you know for any of those people out there who have had to have eye surgery sometimes it's not covered under major medical and it becomes a significant expense so this man's name is Jerry Collins and he has a GoFundMe page. Um, it is www.gofundme.com forward slash, and I'm going to spell it, A-R-T-I-S-I-A-N-I-E-N-S. I'm going to put a link to that GoFundMe page in the show notes. Um, but he's just asking for you know anybody to help him uh, raise enough money so that he can have the eye operation. So again, a unique sponsor today, but I felt for this guy. And so we uh, we added him to the show. So, uh, Mr. Collins, thank you for sponsoring the show, and I certainly do hope that enough people visit your GoFundMe page and that you raise enough money for your surgery. All right, uh, before we get to the question, just one more thing I want to remind you of. The UTL Radio website, utlradio.com, has been updated. It is a significant update. In fact, the old site does not even exist anymore. Uh, it's just been completely revamped. And I'd love to get your feedback and find out what you guys think about the new site. It has um, you know, some more work to, to go through as we progress, but so far we've received some good feedback, and I'd like to know what you think about it. I also want to remind you that you can subscribe to the YouTube channel so you're notified of live events or pre-recorded events or any of our Legal Law Basics series where we talk about legal issues, you're going to be notified of, of new videos. You can also subscribe on Blog Talk Radio or on iTunes so that you can listen to the podcast wherever you are, maybe in the car, maybe in the airport, whatever it might be. So don't forget to do that. Please also, um, if you get a chance, it would really mean a lot to have your feedback, maybe rate the podcast on iTunes and just let us know that... Um, know that you're enjoying what we're doing and that you're getting something out of it. You know, your feedback is really, really valuable to me, and I, I thank you for it in advance. All right, so now let's get to today's question. All right, so um, this individual had a, a rough time. He had a divorce, and he had to relocate, but he could not take his dog with him. So he dropped the dog off at a pet boarding place, and... Um, had spoken to the owner and said, listen, here's my plan. I'd like the dog to stay with you for a few months. I'm going to find a job, and then I'll be able to take the, jo the dog back. 
and and this was agreed upon, but verbally. So there's no written contract. There are some emails back and forth, but no written contract. Now, unfortunately for this gentleman, it took him almost a year to uh, to get a job and to get his own apartment. And at that point, uh, the the boarder said to him, "All right, uh, I want three thousand dollars from you." Now. Prior to that demand for money, there was no request for money. I mean, the, the boarder did this out of the kindness, you would think, of her heart uh, because this gentleman was having a tough time, and now she's demanding money, which she says is a result of the amount of time that she had the dog. Now, this gentleman, just having found a new job, got himself out of this hole, he can't afford $3,000 to to get the dog back. So he said to her, listen, I, I love the dog, but I can't afford this, so you're going to have to keep the dog. I, I don't know what to, to do. And she is now threatening with him, or threatening him, I should say, with a lawsuit and um, is claiming that she's going to take, and this is a quote, take a judgment out on me if I don't appear in court. Now, he goes on to say that she never signed the paperwork, the only evidence that this even happened is obviously that she still has the dog, and there's some text messages and emails. He also says that he's moved out of state, and she has no idea what his new address is or where to fa- find him, and he wants to know if he should be concerned. Apparently, he talked to some lawyers, and some of them said, oh, this is a silly story, don't worry, she'll never do anything. And other lawyers said, yeah, this is a serious problem, and you better get a lawyer right away. So, where does this all play out? How does this work? Now, remember I said at the beginning of uh, the episode today that this is a complex question. It it doesn't seem to be on its face, but it is because first you go back and you're dealing with this idea of a contract, but it's a a verbal contract because there's nothing in writing. However, there are some emails and texts, um, at least in theory, Explaining that she's going to keep the, the dog and that he'll take the dog back when he gets an apartment. But still, nothing about money. All right, so that being said, first of all, she can't just take a judgment out against someone as it was, it was said. I mean, that's what she said to this individual. I'm going to take a judgment out against you. There's no such thing, and there's no procedural way to do that without first filing a lawsuit and then serving the complaint on the defendant. So in this case, it would be the dog owner. So before she could threaten anything, before she could threaten a judgment, a judgment comes in two forms. One, a default judgment when you're served with a complaint and you don't respond to the complaint within the court um, set allotted time. So that's one way, a default judgment. And the other way is if you lose Maybe you lose a motion, you look like a summary judgment motion, or you lose a trial. There could be a judgment that is issued against you. Those are the two ways. Somebody cannot go to the court and say, I want to take a judgment out against somebody else. Um, It's not the equivalent of a lien where maybe a contractor will say, if you don't pay me for the work that I did, I'm going to take a lien out against your house. Different, Different thing. So what would this border, this dog border, have to do in order to take some form of action against the dog owner. Well, number one, she'd have to file a complaint, 
which means she'd have to go to her local court. Um, she's looking for 3000 which is relatively small. So she'd end up in the lower court. And it depends, obviously, on what state she's in. That depends on what they call the court. Like in New Jersey, for example, you'd be looking at filing in the special civil division of the Superior Court. It's the lower division. It handles a lower amount of money. So first she'd have to file a complaint. Then she has to serve the complaint on the defendant. Now, he indicates that he is no longer living in state. He's out of state. So it will be rather difficult for her to move forward with the service of the complaint if she doesn't know where the individual is. Now, sometimes it could be the nail in the coffin. If you don't know where the defendant is and you can't serve them with the complaint, the case never starts moving, right? The the time period for the case just doesn't start moving. You don't have a valid lawsuit unless you can serve the defendant. There are ways, and I'm not going to get into it in today's episode, but there are ways to serve someone when you cannot physically hand it to them. When you can't get a process server to locate them and to serve them with the summons and complaint. There are alternate service methods. Uh, For example, if you're a business, you might serve the Secretary of State. But we're not going to get into alternate serving methods right now. I want to stick with this idea that she has to serve it on the defendant. If she can't locate the defendant, if she can't find an address for him, then she has no case, right? Procedurally, I'm not saying, you know, whether or not it has merit. I'm saying procedurally, the case can't proceed. Now, it's not that difficult to go to an online uh, investigative service or an online background check website and try to locate where somebody might have moved to. So it's possible, uh, probably highly probable, that if this person is as serious as um, the defendant, the potential defendant, the dog owner, would, would believe it to be, she might move forward and try to find an address for him. Okay? So now she does that. She has to serve him out of state. And... Sometimes you need to get permission from the court to do that. In this case, uh, most likely because the contract, the verbal contract occurred in her state where this gentleman was originally residing, most likely, as long as he's served, long-arm jurisdiction will allow her to serve him out of state and he'll have to respond to the case in the state where she is located. That's where the contract was theoretically uh, agreed upon, okay? So, she could sue him, she could serve him, all these things are difficult, remember, because we don't know where he is, she could serve him, and he would have to respond to the lawsuit in the state where the dog and the breeder or or border are now located. If he does not respond to the complaint, assuming good service, then he would be theoretically in default of, um, of the complaint. And at that point, the plaintiff could move for a default judgment with the court. And that essentially means she files a motion with the court and says, I served the defendant, here's the affidavit of service, he didn't respond within the allotted time period, and therefore I should win. I should win simply because he didn't bother to answer. And she could get a judgment against him in the amount of $3,000, sometimes a little more if, if maybe interest is involved or 
she's hired an attorney and attorney's fees are tacked on or the amount of time that she's had the dog has now increased and therefore she's going to increase the amount that she claims she's due and, and, and is owing. So, at that point, you're in trouble. If she gets a default against you, you're in trouble because now you'd have to try to get into the court, file a motion to vacate the default, and you'd need to be able to show meritorious defense and excusable neglect. Uh, it might be called something different in your state, but that's the general idea. You have to show that you have a good defense and B, that there was a good reason why you didn't respond to the complaint. So in this gentleman's case, assuming that she were to get a default judgment, but now that he knows that he has to answer the complaint if one is ever served, he should not let it lapse. He should not let that time period expire. He needs to put in an answer to that complaint and deny everything on the basis of what he's saying here, being that there was never any discussion of money. Okay, does that make sense? So that's why he's not going to default. But in the event that a default was entered, he'd have to be able to show a good reason why he didn't answer the complaint. He has, theoretically, a good defense. The defense is she did it as a favor. We never talked about money, and therefore I don't owe her anything. But what was the good reason that he didn't answer the complaint? What would a good reason be? So I'll give you an idea. A good reason would be if you're never served with a complaint. So let's say that she lies. She can't find his new address, and she goes to the court and she says, Court, uh, here's my summons and complaint. I served it on the defendant, and he never responded. Now, it's not so simple because the court's not going to just take your word for it, but occasionally courts miss things. They're staffed by humans, and we humans make mistakes. So that could happen. But... Um, you know, it, that's just one reason why you might be able to say good reason that I didn't answer. Another thing might be is, is if you were in the hospital or laid up or injured or something prevented you from being able to get an attorney or physically answer the complaint. But you don't want to be in that position of trying to vacate a default because you're putting, you know, your defense essentially in the, in the hands of a judge who may or may not decide in your favor. So don't let this sort of thing happen to you. If you get served with a complaint, answer it. Deny everything, you know, whatever you have to do in a complaint, but, but answer it. So now let's move into the second phase of his question, which is, should I be worried about this? What should I do? Well, here's my, my opinion on this. It is a lot of work for someone who doesn't know where you are to sue you for $3,000. Does that mean that she won't do it? No. I've seen people go after other people for $50. And, you know, they chase them down to the ends of the earth even when they have to spend $5,000 to get 50 because um, they claim it's the principle of the thing. And for those of you who have watched my YouTube series, uh, seri not series, um, I must be thinking of Cheerios, series on um, the top five reasons not to file a lawsuit, you'll know my number one reason not to file a lawsuit is because of the principle of the thing. I hate that. Because you're going to spend more money, and you have no real possibility of, of recovering. But people do it. So um, is this woman going to do something? I don't know. Can she? Yes. Is it going to be easy? Well, it's going to be difficult to find this gentleman. And she may give up. She may decide it's not worth her time. Who knows? 
But what can he do about it now? If he's not going to pay her the money, I wouldn't do anything about it. You know, and that, this is just my opinion. I'd wait and see if you get served with a complaint. And then don't ignore it. Don't stick your head in the sand. Deal with it. Get a lawyer. Look at it yourself. Consult with a lawyer. Or find out how to answer the complaint yourself. And respond and defend yourself because from what you've said in this question, you have the right here to, to defend yourself. You have a, a decent argument. And that argument is that there was never any money discussed. She was doing it as a favor. And now uh, that it took longer for you to find a job, she's decided to charge you for boarding the dog. The other thing I just want to touch on is the fact that when you have a contractual issue such as this, or any sort of issue where there's damages involved, the person, the plaintiff, has an obligation to, they call it mitigating your damages. So, for example, you know, mitigation of damages, if you are uh, fired from a job and you're going to say that it was a discrimination case, you have a duty to try to go look for another job. You can't just sit back and say, well, I'm going to sue them, and that's how I'm going to make my money. You have to mitigate your damages, attempt to, um, you know, cut or stop the bleeding, essentially. So here, you know, if, if she has the dog, it's conceivable, while it might not necessarily be considered mitigation of damages, she might have uh, a valuable commodity. I hate to, to say it like that because it's a dog. And that might offset her damages, um, but that's way down the line. So to sum up here, to wrap this up, this is not a simple question because there's a lot of components to it. And I hope that I've answered it, uh, but I would just, like I said, I would wait and see because you don't know what's going to happen here. If you don't want the dog back and you can't afford the dog, then leave it alone and wait and see if a lawsuit's filed. And if it is, make sure that you do something about it. Now, if you have additional comments or questions, please go to utlradio.com, click on any of our social media links, um, you know, send me a tweet post a comment on YouTube, whatever it is that you want to do, and uh, I'll respond to it. Maybe you want to talk a little bit more about this. Maybe somebody out there has had a similar situation and wants to learn more about this. The other thing you can do is if you do go to utlradio.com, there is a link for asking a question. If you click on that tab, it'll take you to a page where you can record your question directly through your computer. It'll come to us here, and I'll be able to either play it on air or if you prefer that I not, let me know in the message, and I will just paraphrase or read your question on, uh, on the air. So that's going to do it for today. I hope that I did uh, an adequate job of answering this question. I want to thank um, the, uh, the, the defendant here, the dog owner, for submitting this question, and I just want to remind everybody how important it is that, that you know you tell me what you like, don't like about the show so we can make it better. We're going to be expanding the role, and this is very exciting, expanding the role of UTL Radio. And we're really going to be transitioning into um, a, a, a platform where we can start helping people understand not just the law, but how to deal with the law without necessarily needing an attorney. And I'm very excited about that, so I want you to stay tuned. That's going to be coming up over the next course of the next few months. We're going to be offering products and services and, uh, and trying to help 
all of our listeners be able to better handle their legal matters without necessarily having to hire an attorney. Now, remember, there's no substitute for an attorney. I have to tell you that. And uh, the simple fact is that sometimes you absolutely need an attorney, but there's a lot of times when you can do it on your own. And you know, most attorneys don't want to tell you that because they'd rather try to convince you to hire them. I think that there's some value in teaching our listeners how to handle some of these things themselves and save yourself some money. So uh, I love to have you guys comment. I love to see you guys following me on, on Meerkat and Twitter. I try to respond to everything, and uh, it really does mean a lot to me. Uh, my audience has become essentially an extended family, and I hope that you're learning from this and that we can learn together. So I want to thank you again. That's going to do it for today. Uh, we'll be back later in the week. We have Lee Cockrell coming up. He is uh, former vice president of Disney World Resorts, and he is the author of a number of books, including this book, Time Management Magic. We're going to talk to him about this book and about his experience as a leader and a manager at Disney World and get some really solid tips. That's going to be this Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. All of the links to the show so you can listen to it or watch it live on YouTube Live are located at utlradio.com. That's going to do it. I want to thank you. And remember that there's power in understanding the law. With 25% off all new and up to 70% off previously leased furnishings, do you really need a better reason to party? We don't think so. Come visit our new Court Furniture Clearance Center with more than 9,000 square feet of new and previously leased furniture and decor for your home and office. Sofas from $199.99, bedroom sets from $399.99, dining sets from $299.99, and more. Free food, prizes, and fun all weekend long at our Chantilly Court Furniture Clearance Center at 13946 Lee Jackson Memorial Highway or go online at courtclearancefurniture.com. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. The moon, yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations.